0: course uh the preeminent political and news recap and also a political convention recap show on the left or really on any cardinal direction north south east west i don't know whatever you're into my man this week i am being joined as always by my co-host adair richard and john say hello fellas hey, hey what up so, you know, I hate to have to ask the obvious question, but did anyone actually watch the DNC and or, I guess, RNC, which might be going on right now? I don't know when that began or ended. Or Pretty sure Trump's giving his speech
1: right now.
2: Yeah, still. That's been going on for a while.
0: <laughs> so Richard. Richard is the one who's watched.
2: It's muted. But yeah, I see it. No,
0: no. Did you? But did you watch the other one? Did you watch the other one that went on?
2: Uh, You know, bits and pieces. It, it was tough to struggle through, but uh, I watched some of it live and then some recap highlight stuff. Uh, it, it was it was bad.
0: I didn't watch any of it. However, I'm willing to position myself as an expert on it because I feel like I gained a lot of information on it based
1: on based on osmosis. Yeah, Twitter was alive with the DNC. Has
2: the uh, New York Times reached out for you to write an article based off your expert knowledge? <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: if they did, I would just make a lot of shoehorned in references to the Amazing Race, which is what I've actually been watching <laughs> instead of the DNC. <laughs> to, to be to give myself credit, perhaps more so than I deserve, I did try, but like I turned it on because Hulu was streaming it for some reason. Now they're streaming the RNC, so I guess it's, you know they're double dipping. Uh, I turned it on and I was like okay this is fine maybe I'll do my due diligence I'll watch a little whatever this bullshit is and like I made it about 60 or to like 90 seconds in before like they had like NBC (laughs) or whoever was covering it had like this The Road So Far Supernatural fucking Creedence Clearwater Revival like recap of like how Joe Biden became the nominee and it pissed me off and I had to turn it off so (laughs) that's how I ended up like not watching it actively but instead absorbing it passively like I said but it sounds like you, Richard, watched it uh, actively. Um, John, did you watch it
1: or did you just
0: like absorb it?
1: No, I just absorbed it. I, I watched some clips, but that was pretty much it.
0: I saw some static photos, many of which were incredibly disconcerting. So we'll have to talk about those, specifically a John Kasich one. But like again, we'll talk about that. Um, oh, so since we have someone who actually watched it, Richard, and I guess somebody who like kind of watched it in bits piece and pieces, John. Like, <laughs> I don't know
3: i got like the thing that i got is i have a lot of friends that are like democratic party officers so, like i got re- reactions and responses to my like people's facebook posts but i don't frankly give enough of a shit to actually pay attention
0: okay so there is is did the least of all of us didn't even absorb it <laughs> <any>. um typical <laughs> I didn't think I could sit through, I, I, like I said, I couldn't sit through like 80 boomer calls where like they're terrible, like Gen X internet connections, whatever, like their 50, 40 year old kids were able to hook up. But no, no, I, first impressions, I guess I'll go first. Like my first impression is a question for the person who watched it. My first impression was it seemed like Colin Powell was speaking every night. <laughs> like <laughs> from, from night one, which I guess was Tuesday or Monday of last week, I don't know, um, it seems like Colin Powell was giving like the keynote address every night. But I feel as though that was not the case.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I feel like some of the uh, people have probably at this point heard some of the basic stuff of what was going on. But there was essentially a former RNC speaker every night but one of the DNC uh, convention. And, uh, so you had, uh, Colin Powell and you had John Kasich and, uh, Bloomberg, all of which spoke at previous RNCs. Bloomberg in particular, I feel hasn't gotten enough attention. I guess I'll go into that a little bit more, uh, in depth in a moment, but, uh... The whole thing was definitely, as I've mentioned before, an appeal to kind of the Reagan Democrats or Reagan Republicans in that they wanted to try and, you know, seem tough on justice and essentially say that the the message of that Trump was putting out that the far left has taken over the party is just untrue. But also on night one, they wanted to maintain the idea that. There was some sort of hope for the left part of what left wing of the party that Joe Biden would be able to listen to them and work with them or be accountable to them, which was completely obliterated by the rest of the nights where they invited warmongers and so on and so forth. Like, but good.
0: You might want to go into your Bloomberg uh, bit before we go too far before you forget it.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Well, so the thing about Bloomberg, which was completely not addressed and I haven't seen it mentioned very much uh, in uh online or wherever. I've seen a couple mentions of it, but Bloomberg was mayor of New York during the 2004 RNC, where post 9-11, him and Commissioner Kelly had basically gotten a pass from uh, the courts and Congress to uh, increase their spying on political groups, and was part of a massive, massive criminal operation of uh, like persecuting uh, protesters outside of the RNC convention where they were essentially grabbed off the street and taken to these warehouses where they, they had known and planned for months for these people to be transported to these warehouses, but the warehouses were still uh, completely dirty and people after being held for some of them days without being charged with anything, they had rashes and, uh, other breathing complications as a result of the chemicals that were in the facilities where they were being housed. And so uh, the, one of the things like it was, it was a big deal. Like uh, one of the, or one of the ways it was described was Guantanamo on the Hudson, uh, where the, and it said that they were, the only thing they were missing was the orange jumpsuits, but basically, under the guise of the fear of terrorism, they just snatched up a bunch of people, uh, protesters from the RNC convention, and brought them, and there was essentially no accountability ever for Bloomberg for that. Like, we've talked, there was some accountability for stop-and-frisk policy, I guess, but essentially the democrats invite him into their own convention without ever addressing that he had a bunch of them arrested and locked in basically warehouses for days without charges uh, which is what a lot of us are concerned about what trump's been doing lately and they just never addressed it at all and it's just emblematic of what is going on and what the democratic party represents which is uh, ostensible and superficial uh rhetorical changes but no substantive growth or recognition or accountability for past actions
0: okay so i see richard is stuck in the past and refuses to move forward uh, in unity with you know <laughs> the rest of us you know and our anti trump uh agenda you know really i would say uh a holy crusade uh so we're gonna put him in the timeout box uh, <laughs> while we get rest of, the rest of the first impressions uh adair first impressions of i guess reactions from some of your friends who sort of watched the dnc
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean in all honesty i think the dnc is what i expected it to be right <clears throat> A lot of, you know, a lot of bullshit, to be quite honest, a lot of pandering to people that were that they knew were absolutely going to vote for Democrats, no matter what they put out there. Right. Because of the vast majority of people who identify with the political party in this country, that's all they care about. They don't actually care about the platform, anything like that. There was a lot of talk about the uh, the platform uh, happening on my Facebook feed, because I know some of the people that were on the platform committee. And it ends up being, you know, kind of ridiculous. Something like 125 members of that committee voted no for putting Medicare for All on the ballot, even though like on their platform, excuse me, even though like 80 or 90% of the people support it. And that was one of the big sticking points that I saw, primarily from people that are like actual members of the Democratic Party and or hold office as Democrats and, you know, at various state levels. I don't know anybody in the federal personally like that yet.
0: Okay, and John, bringing up—well, I wouldn't say bring up the last, but I still have—I have real first impressions to offer after you go, John. So please, right. John, first impressions of whatever you uh, glean from the DNC.
1: Well, it was just you know, like Richard was saying. I mean, having Kasich there, having uh, Colin Powell speak, even the choice of Bloomberg, and the fact that they weren't inviting any of the squad members, they weren't inviting any of the the more left leaning members of Congress or the Senate, or even any of the like former let's say celebrities to speak was just indicative of where we are um
2: they did give aoc
1: 60 they didn't they did not bernie did and it was only to formally nominate bernie so that he could get his delegates that was he aoc was not invited to speak by the dnc she was invited to nominate bernie so you know what that says to me is that they're just continuing with the same strategy as outlined by schooner um way back in 2016, which is for every urban voter we lose in Philadelphia, we'll pick up three in the suburbs. However, that's a failed strategy. It doesn't work. They've been trying it forever. It doesn't ever net them anything. What it does do is net them donors. And so I think exactly like we said about why Kamala was the choice for the vice presidency, the DNC just solidified what they want to be. They want to be Reagan Republicans without evangelicals. And that's... What the message that was coming out of it was that because the evangelicals are a white supremacist stone and albatross around the neck of the RNC we're going to jettison them. But we are still going to keep all of the systems uh, that are of oppression in place because they materially benefit all of the people who we want to put on stage. And so that's what it looked like to me. It looked like a Reagan 80s Republican convention and the things that they were talking about were 80s Republican talking points.
0: With all of that being said, the overwhelming thing I was able to glean or that surprised me from the DNC, well, I guess what I've been calling like the blues clusification of the Democratic Party's messaging, when it, at least when it comes to like, I don't know, you'd say like the...